Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Oh, is there trouble in paradise for the first time this offseason? It's Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app filling in for Greeny today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. The Jets' offensive line, while you can look at them and say it's the only weakness they have, it's a pretty darn big weakness right now. Apparently, Aaron Rodgers got a little bent out of shape yesterday when they were not putting together the best of two-minute drills in practice. I thought we uh, didn't maybe have the same type of energy for whatever reason uh, start practice, but I thought there were some good things, a lot of learning uh, yeah, learning tape out there. But I thought you know, it was good to be out there against a different defense. I thought we handled the uh, front uh, pretty well in the run game, pass game. There were some issues. Yeah, in the front. The run game, pass game, there were some issues. You know what that sounded like? It sounded like Peyton Manning after that playoff game in 2006 when they lost to the Steelers at home, and he said, yeah, we we had some issues up front, completely throwing his team under the bus. Listen, this is obviously training camp. This is obviously one two-minute drill, and you're not going to get wrapped up in all of that. But what you can say is that the Jet offensive line is – Outside of health, the only thing that's going to keep them from having real success this season. Because right now, Dwayne Brown is not exactly healthy. They are sitting there with Makai Becton, who could fall apart at any moment. And you have to really worry about the possibility that the Jets could have Max Mitchell and Billy Turner at some point, playing tackles. That's going to be a real issue for them. And you have to be worried about that. And then there's just simply the target that the Jets have on their backs. Everybody is looking at the Jets right now and saying, that's the team that has gotten the most hype in the offseason. That's the team that has gotten Aaron Rodgers. That's the team that we expect to take a major step forward. And... It is amazing to think about a team having a target on their backs after winning seven games. But that kind of feels like it's the truth. Here's Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL Inside. They absolutely do. And I sort of look at them now almost like the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champs here. Whenever teams face the Chiefs, they always bring their A game. And Aaron Rodgers is likable, but also... At the same time, through this process, I think there's a lot of people who want to see him fail. They want to see the New York Jets make such a big investment and then turn up at the end of the season out of the playoffs. So the target of, I mean, I think of any team, of any team in the NFL right now, the New York Jets had the biggest target on their back. And when you think about it, how can that truly be the case? And and it's not really the Jets' fault. They don't want to be on hard knocks. They made that abundantly clear. And if you watched the first episode, that was nothing more than an infomercial for the Jets. It's kind of easing them in. Can we get some better access here? Can we use some things that, you know, people are actually interested in beyond an ode to Aaron Rodgers each week? They're not going to do that. The Jets don't want to be this hype team. They understand... All of the pitfalls that come with that. But 
then you see Robert Sala the other night, and he's giving you the, the crow's analogy. And no, guys, embrace being the hunted. Own being the hunted. It's funny. He wants that. At least he wants that message to be delivered. But I guarantee you, behind closed doors, management doesn't want them to be an overly hyped team with a target on their backs. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If I had to ask you right now, right now, are the Jets going to the AFC Championship game? What would your answer be? Bubba, are the Jets going to the AFC Championship game? I guess I would say no. Cam, are the Jets going to the AFC Championship game? I think they'll lose in the AFC Championship game. Okay. So, yes, they're going to the AFC Championship game. Right. You know, we've I, I just covered, I don't think Buffalo's going to make it. The Dolphins with Tua, I mean, I can't for a moment predict that he's going to be able to stay healthy. We don't know what's going on with Burrow and if he's going to miss the first couple of games of the year. Baltimore is better. Jacksonville is better. Kansas City is Kansas City and the Chargers. And then there's always some surprise team that pops up. There's no reason to think that they're not capable of going to the AFC Championship game. I wouldn't pick them right now, but if you're putting a target on their back, I look at it like all you're doing it for is the hype. All you're doing it for is the hype. Like, how can you not just automatically put a target on the back of the Kansas City Chiefs? Is it because they are just so good each and every year that you almost don't want to put a target on their back, that you are immediately going to be intimidated by the Kansas City Chiefs? That's kind of what it feels like. The Jets can be an easy target because they're getting all this attention because of Rodgers. Let's go take them out. Let's not worry about the bigger problem in the conference. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. How does the dynamic of the AFC change if Joe Burrow misses the first couple of games? And are the Jets a team that should be in the AFC championship game? Dave is up first on ESPN Radio this segment. Dave, what do you got, buddy? Colin, the, um, I'm a big Jets fan, many, many decades of, of disappointment, and I'm not optimistic at all about this season. I mean, the schedule, we've got Kansas City, Philadelphia, and Buffalo in the first six weeks, can easily come out of the gates two and four. We've got a questionable offensive line, as you alluded to, which to me is, is, is I don't even understand how the Jets haven't brought in free agents or paid free agents to, to solve that issue. Um, and brand new offensive coordinator with new offense, and I'm not so sold on Robert Sala yet. Sure, he seems like a fiery guy. He could fire up the team, and I'd love to have a beer with him. But is he an ex as a nose guy? Is he, is he that guy that's going to bring us to the promised land like a Sean Payton? I, I don't know. And then on top of all that, it's the Jets. When have the Jets in their history ever not won the offseason and completely disappointed? I'm very pessimistic. I think people have to stop uh, drinking the Kool-Aid and let's start getting realistic. And I think it starts Monday night, week one. Yeah, listen, I, I get where that's coming from. I get where people are not buying into what's going on. And it's it's more than fair. It's more than fair. The hype is real, but we don't know yet if the Jets are real. We don't know yet if the Jets are a team that when the when it actually matters in the middle of the season, 
that the quarterback's going to be capable of playing at an exceptionally high level and that you're going to see that great team play things out as being a a team that's going to win 12 or 13 games. It's tough to say that. Ryan's up next on ESPN Radio. Ryan, what's going on? Yes. Um, With Burrow potentially being out for longer than we hope, I would say the Jags would be the ones that give Kansas City the run for their money. I mean, last year in the playoffs, it was was a closer game than most people thought. And I think second year in this system for Trevor Lawrence, he's going to take a massive step forward. I really do think that they're going to be contenders. I don't think Buffalo, I think they're going to, they're going to regress this year with all the, the drama and stuff. And, I mean, frankly, Josh Allen hasn't really showed that he can get it done against in, like, high-pressure games. I mean, I know he lost against Kansas City in that real close game. But, I mean, last year, the Bengals just embarrassed them. It's just a matter but of But at fact. the same time, let's, let's be clear. Josh Allen has accomplished more than Trevor Lawrence has so far. I'm with you. I think that the Jaguars are the team that's going to be – in the AFC Championship game this year. I absolutely believe that. They are primed to make that kind of a run because if you look at that roster, it's pretty darn good up and down here. It's pretty darn good up and down. Now, um, Cam, Bubba, we got to talk about our math situation here. because Yeah, I've gotten some calls on this, honestly. Y- yes. Um, let's talk about this. So here's what I wasn't clear on. Um. And I'm not going to blame anybody except Bubba on this. So he lost $100 million, or was that $100 million net that Phil lost after wagering a total of a billion over that period of time? In other words, if you took all of that, he's down $100 million. Well, then, yes, he's not at a yeah, 90%. I, I think that was the case. I think oh. he was in, a, in, in the red in $100 million. He's a hundred million in the red. In the red, correct. Okay. It's not that he only lost one hundred million of the one billion. I think I he. Don't know. <laughs> it wasn't very specific. So Bubba interpret <laughs> Bubba interpreted that he won nine hundred million dollars, ninety percent of his bets. But I believe the correction was that he was one hundred million until I negative. The, until I see the spreadsheet, I'm going. With this. <laughs> Bubba just wants Phil Mickelson on our lottery. It pool. wasn't very Sorry, clear. I, yeah. I mean, we, I read it. It just said he's bet over a billion. He, he's lost a hundred million. Yeah, that I, it could, I got it caught could, up in that too. But if he, be, when I when I heard that, I, mean, I the should have said he's, they literally said he lost one hundred million dollars. So he should, he, you know, he's one hundred million less rich now. Yeah, see that when he, when we said that, billion. like I should have I should have caught that like. Oh, oh, that must mean he's lost a hundred million after betting all of that net. I am, I God, I am really not the brightest bulb in the tree. I really I, am I not. Think, I think you're Lenny it. Parisi checking in on Twitter. Here we go, Bubba. Hey, Chris Carlin, eighth grade algebra lesson. <laughs> if Phil bet a billion and had a net loss of a hundred million, he won four fifty and lost five fifty. That's a forty five percent win rate. Yeah, I don't know. I think he won a nine hundred million. <laughs> I mean, that's still pretty good. Uh, Greg chimes in on Twitter. Chris, are you available in West Virginia October 1st to the 3rd? Never mind, stand down. <laughs> that's great. Oh, my God. my I was an English major in college. My math was just a debacle. Oh, I, I can't even add. Any, I can't do anything. I, I just, I mean, I took 
two math classes in college because you had to. And I never, like, I basically slept at office hours and got C-pluses in both. I've never been more afraid uh, to fail a class in my entire life. I mean, at this point, especially as the calculators become more prominent, because even when I was a kid, we, we start not we started having calculators kind of being used in classes, but I'm embarrassed at the stuff I use a calculator for now. Like, I don't even attempt to think out basic math. It'll be like the simplest equation. I'm like, all right, let's, oh, that's clear. Let's go to the calculator. I, I, I mean, I the calculator doesn't even work for me. Do you like, guys wait? Do you guys have to use a calculator to do a tip at a restaurant? No. Okay, good. No, that I can. Yeah, Bubba definitely can does. Out. No, that's a, that's a, that's an easy one though. You can just do you know ten percent and then you ten uh, percent. Yeah. No, well, that's how you start it. Oh, you move okay. the decimal and then you multiply by two. I had to yeah, teach Bubba someone that the out other what way. Three percent of a check is. Yeah. If you want to, you go either ten percent, then you go fifteen or twenty, whatever. How you much want did he lose on this restaurant bill? Nine hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, here's what the whole thing was. I just I didn't even consider net loss. No, oh, he bet a billion and he only lost a hundred billion. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Here's what happens if I if I I went to the Met game last night. I got home at eleven o'clock. I went right to bed. Doesn't matter. You do anything out of the norm now, and you are completely screwing up my next day. Carlin, in for Grinny, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance in moments, more math class, and why I may never leave the house again outside of the normal reasons on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, 
Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. This Mickelson story is getting just beyond bizarre. So if you're just joining us, Billy Walters, who is uh, a well-known sports gambler, just wrote a book called The Gambler, ironically enough. Uh, fittingly enough, whatever the word would be. And he talks about betting with Phil and how much Phil wagers. Uh, he says that Phil, he thinks, over the last 30 years, has bet nearly a billion dollars and has a net loss of a, of upwards of $100 million in there. Now, how about this? According to Walters, who wrote this book, by the way, with Armin Katayan, who is a longtime investigative journalist and exceptionally respected. Armin Katayan, that's a big factor here when we're talking about legitimacy of a book and what is said in the book. I would immediately up the credibility on that because Armin is not somebody that's going to do something like that to just throw it out there and sell books. That's not his game at all. But... This is one of the bombshells that comes from the book. That Mickelson asked Walters to bet four hundred grand for him on the U.S. team in the Ryder Cup back in 2012. Now, Walters says he wouldn't do it. He says, "Have you lost your blanking mind?" He said, "Asking, remembering, asking Phil that. Don't you remember what happened to Pete Rose?" And Phil you know, he went on to say, you're seen as a modern-day Arnold Palmer. You're going to risk all that. Uh, Walter said that uh, Phil didn't, he didn't give back any of the statements that Phil said in the moment, but that he did not know if Phil went ahead and ended up betting with another source, but he didn't do it. Four hundred grand on your own team in the Ryder Cup, which, by the way, they lost. So by that math, that's a 90% win rate, is it not? Yep, I think it's that's something. what Phil's known for. Yeah. Phil, I'll tell you, if he's hit it at a 90% clip, like we're saying. More evidence of 90%. Exactly. Yeah, all these I'll mathematicians calling in. I don't know if they they know what they're talking about. I think, yeah, maybe I think we got the right algebra here. I'm just telling you, the, the sentence in the book, it doesn't say net. So, yeah, look, I understand that net's a thing. Agreed. I'm just I'm just telling you what the quote said. If, there, Listen, if, you, if you wanted to say net, then say net. And then I, say I, net. I, I'm with you, I, do I understand that net is a thing? Sure. But that's not what the thing said. Yep. So, you hey. well, Bubba, if he had said net, we would have never said 90%. Exactly. No, we would have had the exact math, obviously. I'm, I'm just going by what the quote said from our newswire. So, hey, if they want to say net, go net. And I'm with all these guys emailing in, complaining, all this stuff that we don't understand gambling. I'm just going by what it said, and Phil's the best gambler of all time. What do you want They're the me? problem. 
They are the problem. Uh, Put the word. Ne- I mean, is it really that much of a an effort, Bubba, to, to write the word "net"? Yeah, I mean, is, is it that hard to comprehend that a guy with a book is called "The Gambler" is the greatest gambler we've ever seen? Yeah, I mean, I mean seems plausible to me. I don't disagree. Eight 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 say ESPN. Let's hit some more calls on the AFC. And if the Bengals do lose Joe Burrow for the first couple of games of the year, how that changes the dynamic. Manny is up next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Manny, what's going on? How you doing? How you doing? Thanks for taking the call. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think it, I think it's a monu- It's it's a devastating blow to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, honestly, personally, I think it takes them from uh, potential uh, one through four seed uh, potential to a wild card. Now, uh, you're talking about two very important division games in a division where you have two com- two competitions: uh, the Cleveland Browns and the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Both improved in the off season. The Steelers were trending upward last year. Um, it's it's going to be a tough division for them. And if you look at the AFC, I mean, of all years that you do not want to cough up games, this is possibly one of the, the most tight AFC seasons I've seen in probably the last five, six, seven, seven years. It's uh, Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets has definitely made uh, the AFC East probably one of the toughest divisions in the league. Um, then you got, obviously, uh, Patrick Mahomes. This is the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Chargers over on that division. And uh, the, probably the AFC South is probably the most wide open, but I'd say somewhere between uh, Tennessee and Jacksonville. Uh, when you look at the caliber of all those teams, even when we talk about Jacksonville and the Chargers, I mean, they're poised to make a push to become very good this year. Okay, so i got to stop. Every win. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're, everything's okay up until a point. And then when you start to talk about the AFC South being wide open, the AFC South is not wide open. It is not. The Jaguars are far and away the best team in the AFC South. Maybe some of these other teams are going to make up some ground, but the Titans are not going to have a good season. Do not expect that at all. Not one bit. Butch up next on ESPN Radio. Butchie. Hey, Chris, I got a quick question for you, man. Yeah. Why were you so ashamed of your cool moment? What do you mean? When you said that you said, what's up to my peoples? <laughs> what's, what's wrong with that? You didn't, what you is didn't up, my people? Shameful? Just because when I say it like that, there doesn't feel like there's anything cool in it whatsoever. That feels like I am saying it straight out of 1993. What is up, my people? This is am I am I coming out of Club MTV with a microphone in my hand saying that, and I have just been given the task of hosting for the next hour instead of downtown Julie Brown. I That's guess what I that just feels gave like. Away my age by agreeing that well, thinking that you had a cool moment, huh? I just gave away my age too, huh? Apparently, <laughs> apparently. Well, anyway, um, my my thing is this. In your opinion, who was playing the best ball besides Cincinnati at the end of last season in the AFC North? In your opinion, besides Cincinnati? Well, obviously Pittsburgh was at the end of the year. Okay, and I'm a a Steelers fan from Carolina, so I have to say this. With with Burrow out the way, and I think that the um, Odell Beckham thing to Baltimore, I think – what after what, what do they have after that with um, besides um, Beckham and Andrews? And Beckham has to fit and in Zay with Flowers. Them. Make no mistake, Zay Flowers can fly, and he's going to be a factor. Hey, that's that, that's fine, but all of those guys have to get acclimated to playing in this AFC North. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand, so, but I I don't think you can just say, well, Burrow's out the way. 
First of all, we're talking about a couple of games. Listen, I think it's going to be very tough, very, very tough to have uh, the the success in the AFC North when you're trying to climb out of an 0-2 hole because you didn't have Burrow and you've lost two division games. That would be an absolutely brutal scenario uh, when it comes to the to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals right now. They cannot afford it. I, I think the AFC North is going to be pretty tough, but the Bengals are the best team in the division. When everybody's healthy, they're, they're absolutely the best team in the division. You're talking about Pittsburgh playing great later in the year. Let's also point out that there wasn't a ton of pressure on them playing great later in the year. You saw a rookie quarterback who developed a little bit. They started the year at 2-7. and seven. They finished with a win- winning record. I mean, that is just a huge win overall for them. And momentum like that, I don't expect to carry over season to season. And oh, by the way, you open the year with San Francisco. So, not exactly easy. Carlin, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We continue two-a-days with the Minnesota Vikings. Are we all really just underrating Kirk Cousins and why I'm never leaving the house again? It's next on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. In four minutes, the best trade deadline acquisitions of this century after Michael Lorenzen of the Phillies pitched a no-hitter in his second start with Philadelphia. Carlin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, and you can watch Greeny on the ESPN app. Just click watch, look for Greeny, and enjoy. Bubba put this story uh, in our Google Doc today. And I am just frightened to death. What What is your biggest fear? Because mine is of snakes. I cannot stand snakes. It scared the daylights out of me. As a kid, and I had to cut the grass, we had this huge pile of wood that you would put in the fireplace in the backyard, and I saw a copperhead right next to it as I was cutting the grass, and I just left the mower running and sprinted. All right, well, sprints, it's not the right word. Lumbered inside 
as quickly as humanly possible. Garter snakes, gardener, are they gardener? Garter, whatever they are, they bother me. They're tiny little snakes. Uh, Cam, what is your biggest fear? If we're talking like jungle outside, mine is also snakes. But yeah. when I was a kid for like years, I had this petrifying fear that someone was breaking into the house. And I've mostly gotten over that, but still ling- lingers there a little bit. Okay, Bubs, what do you got? Yeah, you know, I'm actually kind of with Cam on the breaking in there. I kind of have that, uh, you know, always a th- thought there. And Bubba and I both live alone, so that's great. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, we're kind of, but no, I think I would probably go snakes too. That's they're just there's just something terrible about them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen them a couple of times playing golf, like in the desert, and it's just I, I want no part of it. I gotta say. If I lived in South Carolina, I would always be terrified that a crocodile or an alligator was about to jump out and eat me. Like, I don't know how Canty does it. (laughs) I mean, it literally happened happened in his neighborhood. Neighborhood. We're not exaggerating. That literally happened like a month and a half ago in his neighborhood. And he hardly blinked an eye. He was like, yeah, just don't walk by that part of the water. Like, are you kidding me? You're telling me if I just like go off the beaten path a little little bit on a bike or on a run or something, I'm just going to get eaten? I don't want that. So how about this story from Texas then? Along those lines, a woman named Peggy Jones was out. She was mowing her lawn. They had she and her husband have a six acre property that they own in Silsby, Texas, which is about a hundred miles from Houston. Out of nowhere, a snake fell from the clear blue sky onto her. Oh God! Oh, and. It wrapped itself tightly around her forearm. Forearm literally fell out of the sky. And she said she immediately screamed, started swinging her arm to try to get it off. And she couldn't. The snake wrapped itself around her arm more tightly. It then started hissing and lunging at her face, hitting her glasses. Then we're not even beginning. We're not even close here. Then, out of nowhere, a brown and white hawk flying overhead had dropped the snake. The hawk swoops down in as this woman's going nuts with a snake around her arm, and the hawk starts to try to get the snake away from her and starts jabbing at her arm three, four times trying to rip the snake back away. So not only are you getting a snake falling on top of you out of nowhere, but then a hawk comes down and is attacking you trying to get the snake back in the middle of it. On the fourth try, the hawk finally got the snake off the arm and flew away. She said the whole thing lasted about like 20 seconds. Her arm, scratch, bruise, punctured. Let me tell you something. Like, that is one of the worst nightmares I could ever even... I couldn't have even imagined it, because who thinks of the snake falling out of the sky? It's one thing when... Like, I like things that are predictable. Okay, even if I'm afraid of you, I know you're on the ground, right? I know I can... At least I know where to attack or where to run from or any of that. And then all of a sudden, a snake. I mean, come on. That's like a shark jumping out of a hole. <laughs> Bubba. I mean, and she's out there. She's cutting the grass. No problem. 
Like, I, I'm a wuss. There's no chance. Like, if that happened in my neighborhood, if that happened in my town, in my zip code, I may not go outside again ever. Yeah, I mean, I think to me that's the biggest difference between someone like her who's living, who's just, you, you know, you, we said we're talking about there was a picture of her after, kind of just like smiling in her yard with like a, a green oh, yeah. bandage. Oh, no, yeah. Like, she, this she's what happens got a, a when green you're... wrap around her arm and she's saying, look at my big yard. Exactly. This is where it happened. When you're used to spending three hours to mow your lawn and you live in the middle of nowhere in Texas, that's, that's the difference between you and someone like me or you or, or Ken when you grow up in the suburbs or so. you if that happened to me, I would just board up my house and never leave again. I, I couldn't even hit, like that. Those tw- you're saying it took 20 seconds. That must have that would feel like to me 20 years. It would. I can't I, even yeah. imagine. And the fact that she's just like I'm, and she was admittedly terrified. It's not like she was downplaying it, but she basically is saying, "Oh, you know, it happened. We're we're fine." I I could not. I would be out of work for the rest of the year for sure. And if you listen, I, I know people have different beliefs on things and you know like what's what in the media that's fine put it all aside this was not in the national Enquirer. okay this was in the new york times <laughs> how do i know because they're using words like serpentine in the article cam i i mean bubba shut shut it down altogether i don't disagree i'm moving i'm leaving the state and i'm going somewhere where i know that there are neither snakes nor hawks but then i'm gonna find something else yeah, I'm also wrapping myself in like bubble wrap, you name it. I'm wearing a snuggie at all times. I don't want any of my skin exposed to any flying animals. Oh my god, a snake falling out of the sky! I don't know if I have ever heard of something more terrifying than that. I mean, the fact that the snake falling out of the sky is not even the worst part is pretty insane. It really a snake falls out of the sky. Oh, that must be terrible. Well, that was terrible <laughs> until a hawk came down and and made it five hundred times worse. Oh, my God. I just, I can't even imagine a hawk comes down and is trying to rip it away from you because the hawk wants all that smoke. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. Cam was in such a good mood today because Michael Lorenzen went out there last night and threw a no-hitter for the Phillies in his second start since being traded over from Detroit. Cam, what? Give the eight inning stat that you gave before the show. Yeah, so Michael Lorenzen has pitched two games for the Phillies. He has gone eight innings in both games through a no hitter last night. The rest of the Phillies combined in 113 games, only three players have gone eight innings uh, in this season. So, pretty, pretty hot start for Michael Lorenzen, and it led us to our list today. And our list today is the top five 21st century. In other words, since 2000, MLB trade deadline acquisition. Number five. Carlos Beltran by the Astros in 2004. Remember, the Royals traded him away before the deadline. He was about to be a free agent, ended up signing with the New York Mets uh, that offseason. But Beltran went over to the Astros and was just incredible, had eight home runs. In the 2004 postseason, Astros ended up losing uh, in the uh, championship series, went to the World Series the next year with the White Sox. Uh, with the White Sox. Beltron didn't. The, White, uh, the Astros did. But that was an absolutely amazing run for Carlos Beltron. Number four. Cliff Lee, and it's twice. Twice. 2009, the Phillies get Cliff Lee. They go to the World Series. He is virtually unbeatable down the stretch of that season. And then 
In 2010, same thing. Now, remember, in the offseason in 2009, the Phillies traded Cliff Lee to the Mariners. The Mariners were god-awful early in 2010, right before the deadline. Traded him to Texas. Texas goes to its first World Series in history behind Cliff Lee, who was fantastic, especially in the series against the Yankees. Cliff Lee, not once, but twice. Number three. David Justice in 2000, you know, it was such, it was a move that, you know, Yankee fans at the time thought, oh, this could help us, okay, whatever, we'll see. David Justice hit 20 home runs and had 60 runs batted in over the 78 games, and then he was the ALCS MVP. Of course, the Yankees did end up winning the World Series that year over the Mets, but David Justice was a big reason why. Number two. The 2015 New York Mets getting Ioannis Cespedes. Cespedes. And if you'll remember, it actually was they got Cespedes because they couldn't get Carlos Gomez. A deal fell apart for Carlos Gomez when Wilmer Flores was crying on the field during the game, finding out he was going to be traded uh, with the Brewers, but then there was an issue with Gomez's health. So the Mets ended up getting Cespedes, and he, he comes over and was just absolutely amazing. His OPS the rest of that season in 2015 for the Mets was over 940. He was just fantastic. Mets got to the World Series in a year that nobody expected the Mets to get to the World Series. Number one. That's Justin Verlander, the 2017 Astros regular season. He came over not at the regular trade deadline, but he came over at the waiver trade deadline, which doesn't exist anymore. So he didn't get traded until August 31st to Houston, was 5-0 and in the month of September, 1.05 ERA. And then in the postseason, ALCS MVP and the Astros, you know, in the end, they get it done. I, I give Justin Verlander number one on the all-time list of trade deadline acquisition. Hey, let's go do our job, man. NFL Nation two-a-day. Time is here. On ESPN Radio, the Minnesota Vikings. Blue 58, go. This is Kevin Seifert covering the Vikings. There might be other Vikings camp storylines with more relevance specifically to the 2023 season. But in the big picture, nothing is more important than answering whether Kirk Cousins, whose contract expires next spring, can compel the team to extend his deal. That question will hover over every day of the Vikings' summer, fall, and winter. Cousins did find a groove during the second half of last season, and there is hope that he will carry that into training camp and the regular season this year. If so, the Vikings likely will try to bring him back for 2024 and possibly beyond. But if he does not, or he simply shows his age, he'll turn 35 in August after all, the Vikings will go into scramble mode next winter. Veteran backup Nick Mullins is not a likely heir, and unless fifth-round rookie Jaron Hall puts on a show in training camp, the team will be forced to find a new immediate starter. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation Two-A-Days on ESPN Radio. Are we all being too hard on Cousins? Kind of feels like maybe we are. I, I don't know. Maybe I've just bought into it a little bit more because he comes across uh, – so much more likable when it comes to the the quarterback series that he did uh, for Netflix with Patrick Mahomes and Marcus Mariota. Um, he comes across as just a very normal guy on that front. And then, 
you know, you see him talk about how important local news is the other day. Eh, we not giving this guy the break. No, let's call it what it is. Kirk Cousins, while he puts up the numbers and has consistently for quite some time, is not a guy that you want playing in a big spot. We joke all the time about Kirk Cousins in prime time, right? Well, there, we joke about it because it's, you know, fact. It happens. He hasn't been great in those situations. He did not do much to help them in their playoff game last year against the Giants. Like, I don't look at Kirk Cousins and think, ah, we're giving this guy a raw deal. It makes you rethink it a bit. He's not bad, but what is Kirk Cousins? He is not the difference maker. And for the Minnesota Vikings this season, it should be a year where you could do some real damage with Aaron Rodgers now out of the division, with the Bears on the way up, but maybe not quite there yet, and with the Lions getting a lot of hype. People should be overlooking Minnesota and maybe letting them fly under the radar. To me, they still look like an average football team. Tomorrow, another one. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.